Welcome to Food Talk for Health, because you really are what you eat. Here is your host, Tony King. My guest today is registered dietitian Sharon Palmer. Today we're talking about your brand new book, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Diabetes, it's a difficult disease for some people to handle. Tell me why you decided to do the book. And is it your first book? No, this is my fourth book Ah. among my collection of plant-based diet books. Yeah. So this book is all about the power of plant-based eating and how it can help fight diabetes, not only to help prevent it from happening in the first place, but if you have diabetes, it can help you manage your disease. It can help you get off medications even. So it's super powerful in terms of this lifestyle that that can help you fight diabetes, which is so prevalent and around the planet right now. It really is. And people that get that initial diagnosis of type one or type two, if you don't go to somebody that kind of has an open mind, it seems that the first thing you do is get a prescription. Exactly. And there's more and more research about lifestyle now. In fact, there was a study that found vegans who eat 100% plant-based diet have a 77% lower risk of even getting diabetes. So lifestyle is very powerful. So tell me a little bit about the actual diet plan and how important it is to stick to it. Yes, so the diet is really about eating a a plant-based diet that's rich in whole plant foods, things like beans and lentils, uh, whole grains like brown rice and quinoa and wheat, uh, whole wheat that is, lots of vegetables, colorful vegetables, fruits, nuts and seeds, and spices and herbs. That's really the foundation of this healthy diet. It's not highly processed. These are whole foods and they're filled with nutrients that can help fight diabetes. People would say if you eat a lot of fruit, you're still getting the sugar. How does that vary from obviously processed sugar. I mean, I know there is obviously a difference, but it's okay to eat fruit? Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, you know, carbohydrates used to be a big focus of diabetes and indeed it still is, but now we're learning it's the quality of those carbohydrates that really matter. So when you eat whole carbohydrate sources, things like whole grains in their whole form, they have a much gentler uh, effect on your blood glucose. Now, whole fruits have a much gentler effect when you're eating something like a peach or strawberries, um, then say, you know, refined sugars, added sugars that, that are found in like cookies or sodas, things like that. But even then, you know, it's not like I recommend moderate fr- fruit intake, you know, it can be with your meals, it can be with a snack. But that is, I recommend as having that natural dessert would be your fruit, that natural sweetening in in your diet. And berries have a ton of antioxidants. So I would think it's good to eat blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, right? Exactly. These, that's the power of the plant-based diet is all those antioxidant compounds that are found in these colorful fruits and vegetables. These we know can help fight diabetes and prevent some of the complications that come along with diabetes, like heart disease or kidney disease. Can you overload on fruit? Yeah. I mean, we do have to keep it under control, especially if you're on insulin, you know, and and you're, you're managing your plan. So it is important to eat a balanced diet to make sure you're, you're balancing your plate with plant proteins and whole grains and vegetables and fruits so that it's really keeping that blood glucose level nice and steady. So the key is obviously to eliminate fat from red meat and meat, correct? Yeah, the the research is really showing that 
high red meat intake, in particular processed meat, things like bacon and sausage and ham, that is really dangerous for your health in terms of heart health, but also increased risk of diabetes. And if you have diabetes or you're at risk for diabetes, heart disease is a big concern because you're really primed to get heart disease. So you want to fight that. What's the problem with maybe having a salmon burger? Uh, I recommend that a plant-based diet could just be a spectrum of eating. It could be a pescatarian diet, which would is like a, a vegetarian diet with a moderate seafood. So that would fit in very nicely. And, and we know that fish is a much better animal protein than say red meat. So it, in your plant-based diet, you could include things like that. However, the leading research right now is showing the more plant-based your diet the better it is for diabetes. So getting more and more plants on your plate is really the, the secret here. But we still can add a little bit of salmon or fish occasionally then. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your choice and that, that, you yeah. know, spectrum of eating, and that's definitely an option. It's, it's just so hard to really look at the full menu spectrum and figure out what is safe to eat. For so many people, right, that are on the line of either pre-diabetes, type 1, or type 2. Exactly. And there's so many people impacted by diabetes. There's so many people at risk for it or who have pre-diabetes. So it's a really big problem. And the great thing is, is the diet that's good for our heart, that's good for our brain, that's even good for the planet is the same diet. It's a plant-based diet. You know, even the Mediterranean diet, you could say is a plant-based diet because it's primarily focused on plants. So this is the kind of diet that's good for everything, really. It's so comforting to know, isn't it? <laughs> that there's something yeah. out there that can actually work instead of chemicals in your body. Exactly, exactly. And this is what we're finding is lifestyle is so impactful. How you eat, how you exercise, how you move, how you handle stress, all these things have dramatic impacts on our health. Is type one diabetes worse than type two or which one is the, the heavier one that you have to get on insulin? Type one is the insulin dependent uh, diabetes. And that one needs really careful management. Um, type two uh, it is generally one that you can start on um, oral medications. And then a lot of people have to eventually go on to insulin, but it's really this, uh, this concept, your body is getting less responsive to the insulin it produces and, and the glucose levels rise. And that's the one that's really, there's such a huge prevalence of type two diabetes now. What's the difference between insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity? So insulin resistance is this condition where our bodies stop responding to the insulin it produces. And our insulin that our bodies produce helps usher the glucose in our bloodstreams into our tissues where we need this energy. And when our insulin isn't as effective, we're resistant to it. Then the glucose levels rise. The body keeps trying to make more insulin. And that's really what type two diabetes is about this condition that it just keeps trying to keep up and it, and the insulin's just not working. But if you're sense if your body is sensitive to your insulin, then that means it's your insulin is working well. It's doing its job. It's it's keeping the glucose uh, under control. And that's the beauty of a plant-based diet is it's helping your insulin get more sensitive. When you're eating those, you mentioned the antioxidants, when you're eating all of these uh, really wholesome foods with antioxidants, it's helping your insulin be more sensitive. 
What would you say a good time frame to see results would be uh, going on a plant-based diet? Well, there was one study that found in 25 days, people got off their medications. Um, now that's just one study, but it's pretty exciting to see we're, you know, in the healthcare field, we're seeing these results where people who really follow a healthy lifestyle, exercise, the diet are able to reduce their medications and possibly even get off of them. And that's all based on the A1C number, right? Yes, you're right. It's really a measuring how well you're doing with your glucose control over time. And that's really kind of the standard in terms of uh, looking, keeping, keeping things under control. But also we want to make sure our cholesterol is good because as I said, you have a high risk of heart disease with diabetes. So, so you also want to look at your whole body to make sure you're keeping your cholesterol, your weight in a healthy range. And that's another reason why plant-based diets help because they help with your heart. They help with your weight and all those other conditions that come along uh, that you have to think about with diabetes. Yeah. It does seem that as soon as people make a real difference with losing weight, everything else kind of falls in place. You know, the numbers all go down, right? Yes. It's very powerful. That's one of the big, the root benefits of a plant-based diet is, is keeping that weight under control. But it's so hard for some people, isn't it? It's really hard. It's very hard. You know, there are lots of factors. There are metabolic factors. We have genetic factors. There's lots of reasons why it's really difficult. Um, So it's, you know, really that holistic approach by eating a wholesome diet that you can feel good about. It may not happen immediately with the weight loss, but it's just a slow, gradual thing that can really make a difference. And it doesn't, you know, some people even losing 10% of your body weight is all it takes. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, get down to whatever number you're trying to reach. Just even a moderate weight loss can be impactful. We're talking with author and registered dietitian Sharon Palmer about the brand new book, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes. You want to eliminate sugar, correct? Yes. I really recommend, you know, eliminating as much as possible added sugars, things like uh, corn syrup, refined cane sugar, all of those refined sugars but you can have natural sugars in fruits in in moderation. But when people say how good it is to have a piece of dark chocolate because of the antioxidants, that's still a no-no, correct? Well, actually I uh, allow for those foods in moderation, like dark, because dark chocolate does have those benefits. And I feel like that could be there. You can even find dark chocolates that have very low levels of added sugars. So that could be some, you know, some sort of a, a healthy indulgence that you could fit in here and there. It would be like your treat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as long as you're not treat. overdoing it, right? Exactly. Just one square, you know? Right. I know numerous people in my life that do have diabetes and they've been struggling for years and being on medication and finding that they have it and don't want to be on medication because the side effects are horrible. Oh, you're right. It's, uh, you know, 63% of people with diabetes get hi- hypertension you know, it's the leading cause of blindness and amputations. It's awful. So managing it is, well, preventing it is really important. And then if you do have it, managing it can make a dramatic impact in your life. Now, when people get their A1C tested, that covers a certain amount of time prior to 
getting tested, right? Yeah, you're, an A1C is a reflection of how you've been doing with your blood sugar levels over the past three months. Ah, so 90 really days. Become, yeah, it's a really become you know the standard measurement. You can still test your fasting uh, blood glucose levels. That's common too. But um, that is really a, a well a widely used measurement now. And how long would it take to see that number change? So if we start on a plant-based diet and we're doing great for 30 days, but mm -hmm. prior to starting that, we had a high A1C, which was a reflection of the previous 90 days. So mm -hmm. how long would it take for you to want to see that AC number, A1C number go down? I'm not sure if I asked that correctly. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying because it's kind of it's confusing. confusing with the three months, but right. but but we're seeing, um, you know, we're seeing even within a month, you can see changes, um, um, positive changes, because especially when you're looking at medications, because medications are balanced with your your diet, and um, so we're seeing people within a month. Um, you know, requiring less medication. And so there's a lot of research that we're, that still needs to be done in this area. It's all pretty new. And I mean, we've known for decades now that people who eat plant-based diets have a significantly lower chance of getting it. Like I said, I 77% for people who eat hundred percent plant-based, uh, 77% lower chance. But now we're starting to understand that once you have diabetes, there's also significant benefits. So if someone decides to just totally bag the medication and go with a plant-based diet, there's still hope there, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's, of course, this is something you have to work with on an individual level with your sure. healthcare provider. It takes time to get to, to, uh, to understand how your individual body is going to react to the diet. And it, and it takes time to get used to all those benefits, but you know, it is a very uh, impactful thing. In fact, Right now, uh, the American Diabetes Association, which is the you know leading organization, really is saying that what patients do, um, what people with diabetes do in their own lifestyle is the most powerful thing. So it's obviously going to the doctor and medications are important, but your management of your disease is really where it's at right now, that your lifestyle, how you're taking care of yourself your diet, how much exercise, that is the most powerful thing you can do. So it's in your hands. It's so true. It's good to be able to have reference books like this one, The Plant-Powered Plan to Beat Diabetes, to give you a little bit of an incentive to, you know, kick it in gear, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and to be encouraged and, you know, to know that what's good, you know, eating this way, what's good for your diabetes is also good for your whole body. You know, it's good for your brain. It lowers your risk of getting dementia later on. And so it's, it's good for so many different things. It sounds like a great way to uh, get healthier. We're talking with Sharon Palmer, registered dietitian. Where can we find out more about you on social media and more about your book? Yes, you can follow me on my blog and my website at SharonPalmer.com, where I have lots of great resources on living a healthy lifestyle and also on my social media at Sharon Palmer RD. And you can find out more about my book on my website as well. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, Sharon. Thank you, Tanya. It's been great. You've been listening to Food Talk for Health with Tonya King. Thanks for joining us. Eat well to be well. Hope you'll check out our podcast for Food Talk for Health and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts from.